When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting from beautiful Burbank, California, this is the Three Things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. It's me, it's you. We're together again, the 55th edition of the Three Things, a show that's about the three things on my mind. Coming to you a little bit later in the broadcast week, I apologize. I'm sure a large percentage of you are waiting for a new episode of the Knapsack Files at 6.01 a.m. Pacific time every day, no matter where you are, no matter what time zone. I apologize. A little late. A little late. Couldn't get to it Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. I got worn down. Got worn down Tuesday, and that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is, and that's okay. You gotta allow yourself. You gotta you gotta understand that's gonna happen someday. Sometimes you gotta push through. Some days the lower back hurts so much you can't sit in a chair. You just kind of me right now. I should be standing. Hold on. Hold on. Let's do it the old afternoon style and the old radio style. I'm standing. Oh, that feels good. I feel like I should be playing some songs for all of you. Hey! I wanna thank all of you who support me on Patreon means the world. It's an investment in me, and I try to invest back into you. I try. You guys are better at it than I am. I want to give a special shout-out, as always, to my executive producers. Thomas Risley and Lethal Logan X. Bedore, who also really holds down the fort on Twitch. Matt Thompson. I saw some of those great masks from Dead Celebrity. Nathan Ovendale, Zach Anderson, Ty Schellenberger, Chad Benefield, Tommy Terry, Green, Jonas Berggren, Andrew Siner, Old Hansaw, Zach Taylor, Tyler Birch, and uh, the Mysterious Paul. I haven't looked up that person's full name yet. It just, it just came in as Paul. And I went, oh, okay. They're an executive producer now. They don't, they're like, they're like uh, Iger. It works for me. Thank you all. If you want to support, go to patreon.com slash catapsack. I know where it is. If you want. If you don't want to support, I, I understand because there's a lot going on in the world. You might need your ducats, but you know what? There's other ways to support me. Downloading and listening to the show and spreading the word, that helps too. Let's get to some of the things on my mind this week. going to be a little bit of a quicker show. That doesn't mean I don't have things on my mind. I am excited. I'm in a period of... It's not giant transformation. It's not giant change, but it it hits me. And I don't know if you're like me. Some of you are very, very good at constantly being organized, constantly setting daily goals, constantly keeping your work desk clean. And I'm not. I, I am a creative hoarder, and I'll never change that. I can't change that. It's it's a hard wiring. But I am part of this. Kenny no bothers persona. Nothing really gets me. Uh, you know, nothing. Nothing ever really breaks my stride. Nothing's gonna get me down. No, a part of that. 
So I adjust really well. So even like in this lockdown situation, I just adjust really well. I'll say, I'll say that's a positive, but it could be a negative by this example. I am the type that if I, tomorrow morning, I need to leave my house with this one item so, so that I won't forget it, because I've forgotten it before, I'm going to put this one item on the floor in front of my front door. So I'll put that around dinner time the night before. And after a couple hours, it's just this, the same thing as the carpet. And come the morning, I'll step over it on the way to the car. It's a creature of habit thing. It's just got the flow. I know what I'm doing every day. I right, got the keys, got the hat, you know, anything. You move the keys, we're all part of, we all have those routines. You move the keys, you can't find them, or you forget to grab them. That's me. So my workspace, especially where my home studio is right now, it can get a little claustrophobic. It can get a little messy. But I don't know it. I don't see it. People come in. People come into the studio. We go, oh, well, we got ourselves a little uh, tough, uh, tough to move around this workspace. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I just adapt. I just adapt. There's, I'm, uh, right now, I got a pad of paper here. Hear that? It's a pad of paper. It's just been sitting there. I don't, know, I don't even know what's on it. I brought it out at one point, put it down, probably wrote some great notes, some really funny stand up bits. I, I can't find them. Gone. It's gone. And that pad of paper's now there. It's in the way. But every so often, this is the way I work. And if you're like me, it's okay. We're going to stand together in this. I'm in that period of time where I have started to look at things and suddenly it all shifts. And I go, ah, I know how to better organize this. I know how to change this. I know what I need to do to make this workspace better. Ah, here's a technical thing I need to do. For instance, right now, I'm going to press a button, all right? The helicopter sound. We use that over on Saturday Night Napsack. That's, that's, I'm using my stream deck, finally. It was gifted to me over two years ago now, I think, by the fine folks of Patreon at the time. And I, I, I got it out. It's a great tool. I didn't fully understand how to use it. Didn't fully understand the benefit could be. Uh, also, um, had a different soundboard and everything. But two days ago, I'm like, wait a minute. Where was that piece of equipment I had? Because if I plug it into the thing that goes into the thing and comes back into the thing, I can play that. It's like a great idea. Now, I have stuff on the road. That's the road. This is the road. I'm giving you guys like a weird podcasting bad tutorial it's a it's not a master class it's a failure class but anyways this thing this device sat on it sat in a, in a corner of my office for two years now two two different offices because it moved but it hit me the other day and then uh i got i went to the uh the hardware store wore my mask and gloves and found a piece like you know look you know you know your dad always had that thing in the garage that's little tiny little shelves and he's got screws and screwdrivers and nails and all. I got one of those now. Why didn't I think of that before? And I get excited because then it's a new spurt of creativity and it speaks to change. It speaks to transformation, but it also, it also speaks to knowing yourself. 
because it's going to be very tough. This will be the new normal, and I'll start stepping over all this stuff. But I'm not going to beat up myself for that anymore. I'm going to just enjoy what this is. Yeah, I'll try to be cleaner, try to be more organized. It's not about that. It's about finding what works and having your mind open up. And sometimes life's a puzzle, and everything clicks into place. And I'm excited about that. I got, I got pens and dually dabbers and dealy dabbers and connectors and all this stuff. Oh, this is going to be smart. This is going to be a smart, whip-smart studio. I'm excited for that. Got some better internet going. Got some devices going. We're streaming more. We're doing all that fun stuff. Thanks to everyone who's been hanging out with me on Twitch for the Lego builds. Even when they're frustrating. I kind of finished one. Kind of finished one piece. But then something went wrong. That's a long story. It was off air. This was off air. I almost threw this whole thing against the wall. That would not have been good. Got to control the anger. But it, it's all possible because my I'm kind of unlocking how to do this studio. And it takes time for me. Other people, it doesn't. And other people get frustrated with people like me. You got to let it flow. That's on my mind. It'll unlock when it's supposed to unlock. And I think that's a good thing. Along that way, there's a great, there's a great little interview show uh, out there called Off Camera. Um, I think it was named Sam Jones. He's a photographer. Does some directing and stuff, but a photographer. And photographers... It's like the great Herb Ritz. They, they get the trust of the people they work with. So he has a YouTube series, but it's actually on a website, and you can subscribe and get the full interview. And I, you know, I haven't done that yet. There's some samples on YouTube. And he's got Zach Galifianakis, uh, Liz Fair, my favorite Liz Fair. So I was just going through some of those, had them in the background there. And it's, all, and it's shot in black and white like a true photographer. You know, it looks pretty. But he had a, a clip with Bill Hader that kind of got me, kind of moved me in a way. Um, and it's something I've talked about before. I've often talked about, you know, you look back, you go down the path, and that thing that got you down or the thing you didn't expect or the choice you wanted to, to make and you couldn't make it or the thing that you didn't get, but you now you, you look back and go, oh, that's, that's why. That's what it is. Bill Hader, Saturday Night Live, great performer. I, I put him up there. Uh, you know, make, He makes a run for top five cast members. That's, that's a tough list, and we've done that in older episodes here. Owen Mugan and I did that. Um, but Hader might be easily top ten, and you know, there's over 140 cast members there, but uh, he's that good, I think. And I like uh, what he was saying. He's from Oklahoma. He ended up going to a community college in Scottsdale, Arizona, with no real plan, just ends up there. Same college, by the way, that David Spade went to, apparently, which was a cool coincidence. Moves out to L.A., wanted to be a filmmaker, right? Wanted to make films and write stories. But he goes out here, and he gets stuck uh, in the circle. And he's out here during L.A. during the times I, I was out here. I knew some people who knew him back in the day. I never met him. He's more in the second city circle. I was more in the groundland circle. But he was a PA, and he's got some credits. I think he's got a Star Wars credit. He's got credit for a dialect voice coach for BB-8 and Force Awakens. I think I may be on a documentary or a prequel or something. He has like a weird, random Star Wars PA kind of credit. Just worked around, worked a lot of stuff. Then he gets into assistant editing. He's working at Iron Chef America. He's telling this great story in this interview. But then it comes out, and like, all right, so you get to SNL. He's like, well, I didn't want to be a comedian, a sketch comic, everything. I, I did some of the stuff. I thought it was interesting, but again, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I wouldn't be more serious. I didn't want to be a comic. 
but I just kept getting pushed in that way. And he's telling a great story of just, oh, he goes to see an improv show. I'll do some of that. Ends up working, uh, doing some sketch shows. One of his stable mates, cast mates, troop mates is Matt Offerman, brother of Nick Offerman. Nick, uh, Nick and, and Megan Mullally uh, come and watch him work. And, and, and Megan doesn't know him from Adam, but Matt Offerman says he's great. So they're having dinner with Lauren Michaels. She mentions it. Like, so you know, Bill Hedder's being contacted. Can you come to New York? And his career's changed. His life has changed. Everything, everything has changed. And look, that doesn't happen for everyone. And this isn't just about wanting to be a cast member of Center Night Live, which, which I did. But it's, it's, it's a reminder of the path you take. Sometimes you just got to open yourself up to it and flow with it. Again, having plans, I always say, don't make goals or don't make dreams, make goals or make your dreams your goals. Work. You get all those bumper sticker type of things. Studied The Rock for writing that Sports Wars uh, series. You know, he was not the chosen one. He had a lot of stuff going for him, but it all failed. Nothing that he had going for him worked in his advantage and his great failures led him to try things that led to his great successes. So listen to this Bill Hader story. It's just, it, it struck me about what path you thought you were on, what path you want to do. Bill Hader wants to be a, a director, a filmmaker, and it's not working. So he's, he even said in the interview, he was, he was a step away from just that would have been his career. And it's a good career, by the way. Production coordinator stuff. Editor, assistant editor. These, these are good jobs, good paying jobs. Jobs that are not always easy to find, but when you get them, you're in, you're good. And, and I know a lot of editors, I know a lot of good production coordinators, and they're all key. They're all the key things uh, to making projects, movies, TV shows. And he would have been that. And he would have been fine. That's what his goal was. But he ends up over here, and everything about it changes. And I just keep going back to all the things I, I thought I had in my life, all the things I was sure I was going to get, which, by the way, never never be uh, feel bad about that confidence. It's not misplaced confidence. But then it starts to go. It starts to slide or something happens. And particularly in Bill Hader's case, it isn't like the rock and failure. That happens a lot. I've had that a lot. and you're, It's going to happen again to me. It's going to happen to you. You're not going to get something you want. You've got to adjust. And that's what I've been focusing on recently. That car accident I had didn't just bum me out. I was gone. I was done. I was down. That was going to ruin me. It's, it's what's kept me going through this lockdown. It opened up to some great generosity from uh, my good friend, my brother, which allowed him to do some other things. That came out a great failure, a, a great moment of being down. But this is not necessarily that. This is this is just taking chances and letting it flow, flow down that river of opportunity sometimes. You get the gut feeling, but you never know. I have a tendency sometimes to put walls up to opportunities. And sometimes that's fine. Sometimes that's the way it goes. And you know you got that gut feeling. I'm, I got that gut feeling. Uh, this is going to work or this isn't going to work. But a reminder to try a reminder to know that, again, going to my first thought, are that things unlock. Things unlock sometimes. But you got to let yourself be in that position and get to a bigger place, get to somewhere else you want to go. Uh, there's nothing to find. Nothing's on the road. Uh, there's no roadmap. Everything's going to change, but that's kind of the point. 
And that's exciting to me. That's exciting to me. What's coming down your pathway that you're not even sure about? It's not even something you want to do. And where is it going to lead when you take it? That's pretty powerful. That's the magic. Bill Hader goes to an improv comedy show, sketch show. He says, I kind of like this. I'll give this a try. Within a year, he's on Saturday Night Live, which, by the way, that's very rare. He's also very talented. But what's going on in your life? What move do you think you need to make? What move, what opportunity has popped up and you weren't sure about it? Just food for thought. Food for thought. For me lately, it's been a lot about knowing what I want to do. Turning down some things. But on the other side of that are big risks I have to take. Chances I have to take. Bill Hader signing up for a sketch comedy class when he had a good career going as a PA and assistant editor that was leading to a secure, well-paying job. But he's going to invest his nights, invest some weekends, and try this thing out and see where it goes. I'm facing a lot of that, too. The launching of Box Score Heroes, the baseball podcast. Uh, it's it's going to happen soon here. The delay of the season has allowed us to kind of delay and get some things right, get some elements, a new show uh, I'm adding to it and getting ready to launch. But we're going to do it. And I've talked about being afraid of that on other programs, some of my Patreon programming. I talked about just kind of being a little overwhelmed and afraid of, of, of adding that to my thing. But it's a risk, and I'm willing to take it. I'm ready to take it. It might lead nowhere, and it might be a new failure, or it might be something bigger. I don't know, and you don't know, so you take that risk. All right, stick around. Told you it will be a little quicker show. Thanks for hanging with me. I know you have a lot of shows to listen to. Podcast listening habits have changed during this lockdown. So I'm happy you're here with me for the short time we have. Stick around. I'll be right back here on The Three Things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I'm Grace Hancock, and I wanted to let you know that I'm adding new designs to my Society6 shop with several on their way. If you didn't know, you can go to society6.com slash Mrs. Graceface and shop prints of my original artwork, as well as tons of other items like stationery, notebooks, mugs, throw pillows. It's a great place to shop for gifts or just for yourself, especially in my shop if you like witchy expressionism. So head to society6.com slash Mrs. Graceface and check it out. It's time, baseball fans. The new podcast feed, Box Score Heroes, has arrived. This is the new home of the show, Behind the Bag, with Kat Napsok and Tom Dagnino. And is also the place to find shows like The Legends of the Wax Packs, the only baseball power rankings you need, and My Favorite Baseball, a nostalgic look back at the game we all love, and more. Find the podcast feed on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever podcasts are found. Box Score Heroes is your podcast home for everyone with a passion for all things baseball. And 
And we're back on the three things on the Knapsack Files podcast feed. I'm Ken Knapsack. We're here to discuss the number one thing on my mind this week. And it is some fun, fun, at times dangerous nostalgia for my own life. And your own life, too. All right, uh, you know, the first point in this show I made was, you know, my office can get a little crowded, uh, get a little uh, stacked up. Uh, part of the reason for that is, uh, you know, I, I keep keep hold of things. <laughs> I hold on to things. I like this little poster that's going in the corner of my office. So I, I this is going to come up. I'm telling you right now, this is not going to be the only show I'm going to talk about it. This is, I've already mentioned it some Patreon things. I'll talk about it on Force Center. The afternoons of Josh, Ken, and Amanda. It's it's going to be a thing because it's not done yet. So here we go. Uh, I I mentioned my friend Paul. I, I call him my brother. Uh, he is not uh, technically my brother, uh, not legally, uh, but we are. We're brothers. Uh, you know, know each other now twenty plus years. We've worked in pro wrestling together, uh, security together. He's a police officer now. We are uh, great friends. His daughter considers me his uncle. I, she's my niece. Or he's, yeah, she's my niece. You know, it's just that type of thing, right? We all got. If maybe not everyone, maybe if you're fortunate, you're fortunate. So he always helps me out, and I help him out when I can. He always has just kind of been in a better, better position to help me out sometimes, especially when I was down and out or just needed some sort of assistance again i have the the 2002 mustang is his and he sold it to me for a dollar and i'm gonna sell it back to him for dollar fifty i'm gonna make a profit uh once i uh, uh get around to getting a car a, a good car a new car and then, but this is a good car oh the mustangs the mustangs going great the convertible rides the top down rides legendary i'm gonna do some recording in that Grace safely record me so I don't crash, right? Uh, which is how I got in this position in the first place. Not recording. I was paying attention. I was paying attention. Accidents happen. All right, Ken, you're getting off track. All right. About 15, 12 years maybe range. Maybe 15 is a little too old, but not too much sooner than that. 12-year, 13-year range. I was going to moving. Had to move out of a house with some old roommates. Uh, went into like an apartment, townhome situation. And then something happened and the three weeks we had to move again. I'm still not sure what happened. Uh, my friend's mom was buying a townhome and we were going to live in there. And I had a lot of storage. That's the key word. Storage. Because I like to hold on to things. So I didn't know what to do. I was moving into a tinier place. Uh, I did get a store. I got a storage. One of those... You know, lock them up yourself places. I don't know what it's like in your neck of the woods. They're pretty expensive for like five feet. And money was tight. So my friend says, well, just just bring over a bunch of stuff to, to my place. And we got room in the garage. And I said, oh, that'd be great. That'd be great. And here's, here's the fateful words. I said, that'd be great. I'll bring this stuff over. Not everything. Just bring over like... 10 boxes or so, 10 totes. I don't use boxes. I use those plastic totes. I don't like cardboard boxes. Bring them over. And that'll give me a chance because I used to go to his house all the time to work out. He had a big gym in his garage. About two, three times a week, I'd drive out. Even when I moved far away, when I moved to Studio City, it'd be a 40-minute drive to get over to his house in Northridge. I'd do it because, again, we're brothers, work out, good thing, bonding. Even when he wasn't there, I'd drive over. And I was like, this is great. 
So slowly but surely, when I go work out, I'll go through each box, determine what I want to keep, and determine, more importantly, what I want to throw away. And he's, ah, great. I never went through one box. Twelve years later, the day of reckoning arrived. I get a call, get a text. Who calls anymore? Get a text. Hey, bro, uh, so we're converting the back house. The the garage gym is gone. Um, Converting the back house into like a two-bedroom little add-on house. He says, it's time (laughs) for the storage stuff to go. But oh, crap, yeah, absolutely. Now, again, in keeping with even the theme that the mentioned at the top of the show, even last week, I've been getting ready to do a purge, maybe some of the more recent Star Wars stuff I have. I don't buy and collect magazines or physical media as much anymore, just the comic books maybe might be. And I've been getting it. And part of even doing the brick building, uh, the Lego builds on uh, Twitch, that's part of it too, of like, let me take those Lego sets that I have still sitting in plastic totes in their packaging that I'm never intending to open up or build. Number one, I don't have a lot of room. Two, I love the packaging. I love just holding on to it. You go out to my storage, it, it looks like a Toys R Us. And it's a comment maybe on my maturity. I don't know. No. Um, but it's a little, it's, and again, I don't throw the hoarder term around because I'm not that, because that's a thing. That's a different thing. And I don't even like to joke about it. I get a little defensive when people even joke about that with me. I'm not a collector. I have things. We have a lot of things in our lives. And I'm not one of those, like, I'm sorry, I'm always going to have a bookshelf. And I'm always going to have the books and things and tokens and toys and things on those bookshelves that are me because they represent me. I believe in that. I believe in that part of my personality being on display. You walk in, you know. All right? That's not going away. It's always been kind of my thing. But, but, wow. Wow. I go over to Paul's house, bring the Mustang over you so you can be uh, re- reunited with his old girl. And I go, what do I got? What, I figure what I even have here, man. What do I got? Like, I got like five or six boxes, right? It'll fit in the Mustang. We're good. And he's like, I don't know, man. And his wife's out there, sweetheart, Leah. She's out there like, uh, yeah, no, here's your stuff. You know, she's like my sister. All right. She's like, here's your shit. Let's go. Get it out of my house. Uh, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. She was nicer. And my mouth drops. I have. I don't have like. Well, I thought I had like. I had like four maybe large totes and like a couple little plastic cases. No, I had some baseball cards there. Maybe all right. I, I can't. Maybe a hat or two. I had. I don't know. I can't remember. Everything's there. Everything is there, people. Things that I have mentioned on other podcasts, particularly like Force Center. Ah, there was a Star Wars magazine I had. Oh, you know, the LP Christmas in the Stars where C-3PO sang Christmas songs. I don't know what I had it at one point. I don't know. There's even some cassette tapes. That's right, cassette tapes. And I talk often here, you know, when I was three, uh, my father would sit me down in the living room and he'd hook up the reel-to-reel and have a little microphone and he and I would like improv stories together. And I'm always, I always say that's why I'm so comfortable and love, I'm not saying I'm good at it, but I love being in front of these microphones. I love improv. I I don't like, I am a writer, but I actually don't love to write scripts. I'd love to just go on the camera and we'll figure it out. And sometimes it's going to be genius and sometimes it's going to fall flat, but let's just go. 
I can drive other people crazy, but for me, it's, and I think it, I've always believed it tied back to these um, stories that I used to tell with my dad. Well, he, he, he had made a copy of it as a cassette tape, and I had lost it at one point, or he had given it to me or, re, or something, and I was up there visiting maybe about 15 years ago. I actually had some other friends with me. We were doing like a shooting up there and everything, and my dad made another copy, cassette tape. I lost it again. I couldn't find it for years and years and years. And I've been thinking, oh, God, I got to get Dad to do that. I don't even know if he can, has the capability anymore, if he has the reels. I don't even know. Oh, my gosh. I found it. It's in this storage. I would put it there for safekeeping, so safe I didn't even remember. And there's so many other things in there, things from high school, things I wrote in high school. Oh, I got a little weird poem. I got my book of songs when I thought it was going to be John Lennon or Paul McCartney or George Harrison or all three. I have that. Oh, don't worry. You're not going to hear any of that. I uh, trust you. Trust me. Trust you. Um, all those kind of things. Not like, like I have a lot of the yearbooks and I have a lot of things. I, I, I want to let go of it. Sentimentality is in the heart for some people. I've heard that. And I'm fine with that, too. Like, I can let go of things. I had the Y-Wing, the Kenner Y-Wing. And I've had that since 1983, and it's been with me in L.A. My entire time down here. And I, I moved down with it. Um, and I got rid of it when I moved before I moved here. It was broken. It was battered. I threw it away. It's done. It's done. It's not the same thing I pulled out of a box in 1983, and I don't need to hold on to it anymore. And uh, my dad's going through the same thing. We're, we're obviously alike. He has a big back garage storage area. It, it, if, if it wasn't in use as a storage bed, it could be a great uh, you know, place to woodwork and everything because my dad's good at that. And he, has, he does have a side that's good for that, but the main part of it, it's like a whole giant room, and it, it just got overtaken. So he's going through they can take advantage of the lockdown. He can't do his kind of part-time retirement job as much. So he called me. Hey, I think it's time because I have stuff up there too. We got on the phone. He sent me some pictures. And there's a lot of things. I was like, all right, just let me. Don't throw that away. I want to come up and almost kind of say goodbye to it. But the rest of it, a lot of it, I, I had him toss a G.I. Joe toy. Remember that oil rig, that the, the, the G.I. Joe base that was like an oil rig? I had that up there. And I thought for a second, oh, yeah, let me grab that. What am I going to do with that? It's not even in good shape. I can get one. I can go to eBay and get a brand new one in a box that was unopened from the 80s if I want, want it that bad. Same with the Y-Wing. Let me toss it. And, and it just got me thinking about how we, 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 we attach so much to these things. And this isn't an anti-materialistic type of uh, uh, a way here. But it's, it's, I'm speaking to myself because this wave of nostalgia it hits over here. I found a bunch of pictures. I posted one of them on Instagram, me about 2021. And I was texting my, my friends from that time who were down here in LA too. We were roommates down here. Look at this. Look at this picture. Look at this. We used to do uh, our own wrestling league and everything in our front yard on, on, you know, mattresses for the ring and everything. And we got pictures and video. I found VHS stuff of that. And I found old air checks from my radio days. And I'm, I'm in the process. I, I ordered a device. I'm going to transfer those. Hopefully they're still good. Hopefully the cassettes aren't, aren't, aren't gone. And I'll play them here. Believe me. I'm going to do some exclusive stuff over on Patreon. Uh, and I'll play some stuff here. And I'm excited for that stuff. And that's okay. 
But I went through, a lot of it's in my garage, and I went through a lot of the stuff. And I was surprised at how easy I, I, I was able to let some of the stuff go. A lot of it was easy cassettes, uh, mixtapes. And I looked at some of the mixtapes, and I even knew I was going to order a cassette deck. And I, for a long time in my Camry, I had a cassette deck. I could have slipped these into my Camry and been like, let's rock out like it was 1999 again. Actually, quite frankly, sooner. I have ones that I made in high school that I found. But that was okay. I don't need that. But there's some things I'm finding it's hard to get rid of. I can't be the only one. Things I wrote. Things at 17 that I wrote down. None of it's, none of it's really good. It's a weird story. I wrote a short story. Oh, I thought it was so good. I read the first page and about barfed. Put on the shelf. And I still have some of that stuff right now. And I'm getting ready to throw it away. By getting ready, I mean, I really do have to say goodbye to it. I really do have to let it go. Some I will hold on to, yeah. But that big wave of holding on, the big wave of nostalgia, I think I'm ready to just let that wash over me and move on. Because again, it will always be there. It can never be taken from you be in your heart little mementos little knickknacks that's one thing i don't know if i'm finding as great as a value as i used to and holding a stack of stickers that i purchased at the student store in fourth grade i don't know if that means as much to me as the memory of holding on to them so some stuff i'll keep but i'm getting ready to purge my collection, my soul, my heart. Put it all in the back. Put it all in the memory banks. Put it in my own external hard drive in my mind. And move on. I'm a very sentimental, nostalgic guy. Just listen to my playlist over on Spotify. It's all like 90s for a reason. We all are. I think we all are. There's nothing wrong with cherishing these memories, talking about them, laughing about them, exchanging pictures with my friends. Of course, I'm going to keep some of that stuff. But I was keeping stuff. Like I had pictures of events, my radio days. I must have thought I was some sort of photographer because I was looking through it. I'm like, it's a horrible pictures of like race rally flags at like a mini golf course. Some batting cage stuff. I was like, I just took pictures of these batting cage balls stuck in a net. And I know what, 1920, I thought I was some sort of artiste. Nah, it wasn't. Maybe I became one, but it wasn't then. Why was I holding on to that? What was there for me? I don't think there was much there in most of it, other than state of arrested development, and it's time to let go. And I'm looking forward to it. I'll keep you updated. and I can't wait to share some of the old stuff with you. A little bit of nostalgia. A little pinch of memories. That's not harmful. It's the overload. It's the refusal to let go. That's the problem. I'll let you know how it goes. See you soon. Hope you guys are enjoying, uh, enjoying Saturday night Napsock on the weekends. Got more stuff playing with that. I'm just having a lot of fun with doing that. Having a blast. 
you know, and now with my stream deck up and running, I can do fun things. Clink, clink. Oh, sound drops. Those never get tired. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thanks for your support. You can go to catnapsuck.com for more information. Follow me at catnapsuck. Go to patreon.com slash catnapsuck if you want to support. Over on that end, follow me on Twitch. You know the drill. Just search my name if you want to follow me. If you're not sick of me already. We'll see you next time here on Three Things. <laughs>